This is the Blended Creole Podcast, where we discuss two lives, Southern and Haitian roots. Join us as we talk about family, investing, and seeing the world. While learning about how we tackled blending our lives, from our finances and redefining our relationship with debt, to our Insta family. Welcome to the Blended Creole Podcast. I'm Jay. And I'm Liz. This is episode two. And on this episode, we're going to talk to you guys about the start of our debt-free journey. Um, And so let's just kick things off by talking again about how much debt have we paid off. So between the two of us in a span of about two to three years, we paid off nearly $400,000 worth of debt. So I know I paid off about $110,000 worth of debt. And I paid off approximately $180,000 worth of debt, which the debt consisted of um, student loan debt, two, two different student loans, um, essentially two student loans I didn't even need at the time. Uh, <laughs> I was just taking some money. I was taking the money out to have as pocket or investing money. As um, we've all been there, right? I think so. I uh, had uh, about four credit cards, um, four credit cards, uh, uh, a 401k loan, um, two 401k loans actually for about $25,000. And again, that money wasn't money that I necessarily needed, but it was money that I used for investing purposes. Um, Dave Ramsey would call that a stupid move. Um, but at the time, <laughs> he would um, probably say a lot of what we've done potentially has been some stupid moves, but we're so. growing and learning, right? Absolutely. Um, and then also I had a couple of personal loans. Uh, one personal loan was for a business loan and the other personal loan was, uh, again, to fund some financing. So I have been through the, personally been through the Fund again, some what? Fund some invest, some real estate investing. Oh, oh, I oh. fund some financing. It was financing real estate. Oh, oh. I um, thought maybe financing some fun. No, no, not at all. I never did that, <laughs> thankfully. Um, back in my college days, I did uh, as part of the first student loan debt, but... Um, that's another story of how to use financial aid for your personal your, your <laughs> things personal you shouldn't loans. do. You should return uh, the excess money. But yeah, the cumulative debt, student loan debt was about $180,000, $180,000, dollars At this point, it was counted has been paid off. But um, yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a long journey of, of following Dave, Dave Ramsey's debt snowball plan and um, listening, to, listening to debts from large, from smallest to largest. And just picking them, picking those debts off one by one until we got until, like, until we got to the end. It's addicting. Once you start doing it, it becomes depending on like your personality. I think we're both probably competitive people too, so that probably paid um, into the intensity that you know we went into trying to pay off our debt. And so, so like Jay, I had credit card debt. Um, also had student loans, which is the majority of that debt. Um, I also had a loan from my parents who helped finance uh, a renovation that I did for one of my real estate properties. Um, and then I had a uh, a debt to a church. I never saw her Jay's, step foot in the church. Stop it. Stop it. Um, Jay is shaking his head, but it was my parents' church. And essentially, you know, as much as I travel, essentially they had a building fund to help renovate the new church building. And my parents kind of sucked me into saying, hey, you're making some money. Why don't you pledge a donation to our church? 
um, that I wasn't attending. Um, and so <laughs> that was also part of the debt. Um, so yeah, we're definitely looking forward to like sharing in this episode, what we learned about debt, um, how sometimes, you know, family and other aspects of life can help, uh, create debt for you and, um, things like that. But yeah, so about from 2017 to about 2019 is like the serious intense, um, well, years that we spent paying off debt. Um, and at that time we were living apart. So I was working overseas. Jay was, uh, traveling in the U S and we were both living outside of the DC area, which also made a huge difference because <laughs> the cost of living in the DC metro area is not cheap. Um, but that is the span of time that we're really focused on when we talk about the start of our debt-free journey. So actually, uh, Jay, why don't you share what epiphany you had <laughs> that happened to come right as we were reconnecting um, as far in terms of like really driving and uh, bringing this debt-free idea to the relationship. So I'll say I started around 2017, 20, late 2016, 2017. Um, I was uh, making a, a very decent salary compared to the, the national um, average. Um, it's a nice six-figure income, um, young, single, in the uh, big, big uh, metro metropolitan city, and and I was truly enjoying life. And uh, at the same time, I was investing in real estate as well. I've, I purchased my first real estate property when I was 21. Um, and when I moved to the DC area, I sold my portfolio that was in New Jersey and um, decided to pick back up and in investing in the DC area. So I was making tons of money. Um, then I was investing, I was doing everything I wanted. And I was having fun at the same time, right? The, the life of a young, single, attractive black man in DC was um, <laughs> was very, was very, really, very appealing. Talk it, talk and I, it. And I had fun at the time. Um, but I, something happened around 2016 where the, the funds were coming in, but nothing was really being saved. Um, and then I took a, a hard look at my finances, and, and, and while I was doing that, I discovered Dave Ramsey. Uh, for those that don't know Dave Ramsey, he's a, um, some would say a financial guru, but his his method of financial freedom is a little unorthodox and different from um, other individuals that you'll hear. Some like Greg Grant Cardone and um, other big uh, big financial financial um, individuals that have podcasts or have books or um, that that put their teachings out online for other people to learn. They approach things differently than Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's uh, plan of the the debt snowball. Um, is essentially um, getting rid of all your debt. He doesn't believe in any, any credit, debt. any <laughs> debt at all. He doesn't believe in um, using credit at all, which was totally different from what I've ever learned. Um, and paying off the debt was different than the way I was taught in paying off debt, which was, you know, essentially you're looking at where you have your highest interest rate. Try to pay that debt off before. Whereas Ramsey starts off in a way that really is honestly super motivating this debt snowball. So what Dave Ramsey does, he tells you to list your debts from um, smallest to largest and you pay off the smallest debt, no matter the interest rate. He doesn't take into account interest rate at all. Um, pay off the smallest debt. And then um, once that debt is paid off, whatever amount you were paying towards that debt has been paid off, you move it along to the next smallest debt. And that creates a snowball. So by the time um, you've paid off three or four smaller debts, um, you're paying more towards the larger debt. And again, he doesn't take into account 
any interest rates at all. The ones that does take it into account interest rates is called the avalanche method, and you guys can can Google that. Um, but some people believe that you list all your debts with the highest interest rate, and you pay those credit cards and you pay those debts off first. So Dave Ramsey's method was a little unorthodox. Um, when where it gets crazy is that he wants you to cut up all your credit cards, um, <laughs> take everything that you have in, your, in the bank, and you um, you have a thousand dollars in the bank. And everything that you have left, you pay. You start paying off your debt. And once this is not for everybody. We will definitely start by saying that, like Dave Ramsey's method of paying off debt, can make you feel super uncomfortable. Um, but I mean, if you listen to his podcast, there's tons of people calling in, and you'll hear the success that people are having. Um, but it definitely takes a lot of dedication, and honestly, just being uncomfortable. Absolutely. Um, and what it does is once once you get into the process, you start to you start to realize how much money you're actually making. Um, <laughs> it doesn't matter the salary. I think this is a I think this is intentional. It's a psychological thing that happens with this process. Um, once you you know once you start paying off, once once two or three debts are paid off, and then you start looking into your account and doing some type of some sort of forensic accounting into um, how much you, how much money you're actually spending. How much money you're actually giving away on a monthly basis um, and you actually see those numbers um, you really start to fall in love with the method and, and but it does take some it's, it's, it's an extremely Dedication. extremely hard process um, again I'm just at this podcast is not here to advertise for Dave Ramsey but it is a, a good process and a, and a process that is very effective um, so yeah so what happened was I listed the debts and I realized yeah I was making over six figures um, well over six figures, but I had nothing to show for it, but a couple of properties. Um, and some would say that's a great thing. Um, but I had a couple of properties and just not really where you felt like you should be at, right? I was not comfortable and I felt like I was drowning. Essentially. I felt like I was drowning. So I took things into, to a drastic, (laughs) as as he typically does, it was a drastic, very, very drastic measure. I decided to you know, follow the Dave Ramsey method and start selling and liquidating my assets and changing jobs and essentially paying off all this, this monstrous debt. Um, and he brought this to my attention, uh, as we were reconnecting as well, that this is something that I should consider and look into. And I think my initial epiphany was, Oh, you're right. I just finished, um, some time overseas uh, where, you know, I wasn't paying for, uh, I didn't have rent, uh, you know, pretty good incentives in terms of my job. Um, education was paid for, for my son and I didn't have a huge stash of money in the bank, but I look back at my pictures and I had some wonderful vacations, some wonderful times. So I could tell you kind of sort of where my money went, but definitely did not have a lot to show for it as I've probably should have um so yeah so that was kind of where i was at when he first started to introduce uh dave ramsey to me and the reason i did it was um you know i i, I felt like it was it was a turning point where i was getting ser- I, I wanted something serious and after listening to dave ramsey um i didn't want to i didn't want to go into a situation with a situation or a serious relationship and having to deal with uh, an additional burden such as um, finances especially if my debt read that as my debt 
because he was going to get rid of his debt, <laughs> but he was not willing to okay, deal yeah, with my I, debt. Okay, yeah, I wasn't willing to <laughs> deal with anybody else's debt. That, that. Yeah, absolutely, I wasn't willing to. De- especially someone if if it was going to be someone that you know wasn't going to didn't want to be a part of getting rid of the debt. It's it's one thing to have debt. There's nothing wrong. There's been, I don't want to say there's nothing wrong with having debt, but everybody has debt for the most part, right? But um, I wanted somebody that's gonna make a conscious decision that wants to get rid of that. Yeah, you nobody want. I don't want to be with any. I didn't want to be with anybody that would be comfortable with having uh, large amounts of debt, um, and just didn't want to get rid of it and thought it would be okay. That was not something that yeah I was. But read that as on. definitely what Dave Ramsey tells. If you listen to his listeners, not to do is give the person you're with an ultimatum. And Jay definitely gave an ultimatum of you're on this train of paying off your debt or like this relationship is not going to work out without really giving some space to say, okay, this is a process that I've been thinking about for months, but I'm just going to spring this on you now. And it's either like you're on this train or we'll <laughs> I'll see you another time. Oh, that's true. That's yeah. True. And thankfully, she jumped on board the train. Um, I mean, you know, be a little salty about it now. I'm definitely not salty about (laughs) it now, but it's definitely once you start listening to the podcast, you're like, yo, Dave Ramsey definitely tells you not to go into this with the ultimatum that he says, you know, your job, especially as a spouse or someone who's in a relationship is to get someone that you love to understand the process and kind of ease them into understanding what this is about what the benefits are for them and not to basically say like either you're gonna do it or i'm out which jay did and i clearly followed because you know i don't know this guy (laughs) (laughs) but but i would not i would not if for any any listeners i would not advise approaching it the way i did i approach it the way i I did because i am me and yeah he's him and i know and i know liz so um, it's certain. There's only a certain. What does that mean? You know, it's only, so it's only a certain ways you can approach certain things. But uh, what is that? What exactly does that mean? Is this the debt free podcast or is this? A different, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out podcast. what that means. That ultimately, <laughs> do you feel like you had to give an ultimatum and, and be drastic no, to the, get me? The, I didn't feel like I needed to give an ultimatum, but that's, that's how I decided to approach it. Yeah. Um, but what? So, um, so I will say I am thankful that we did take the journey. So, you know, even though this banter is going back and forth, I am thankful that I jumped on board and followed it because it was life-changing for us. It gave me a new relationship with debt. And um, for that, I'll forever be grateful. I, definitely, there was life-changing. So as the times went on, um, so some of the things I did um, from 2017 to uh, essentially now, um, I have sold... Uh, Sold a building that I had as an investment property, which probably was a regrettable decision. But at the time, um, you can hear it in his voice. <laughs> at the time, it took off a, a hefty amount of um, of, of debt. Um, another thing that happened was my four hundred one k loans turned into. Uh, so what happens with a four hundred one k loan is because I had not necessarily stopped working. I had shifted jobs, as, as, I, as we mentioned before, I am a military veteran and I was called to active duty. Um, so when you have a 401k loan with any company, and in my instance, me going off to active duty constitutes as me having another job. So what happens with that 401k loan, you either have to pay it off or it becomes income for the following year. Um, I decided to, I elected to have make it income for the following year because I knew I had um, renovations on another property that i was doing and that become tax deductible so because that roughly twenty five thousand dollars would be added at income added at income 
added as income into the following year, what I knew I could do was have approximately all that all of that written off for the next tax year. So I just elected to take that off. So that wiped off twenty five thousand dollars of of debt completely off my slate that I did not have to pay off. Um, that call to active duty was a blessing in disguise because um, it allowed me to almost double my my current income um, and it allowed me to pay the debt off faster. And double income while moving to areas where uh, the cost of living was substantially less than the D.C. Uh, metro area, too. So I, so I felt like it was essentially crunch time when that happened. And once I listed the decimals largest, from smallest to largest, I just uh, plugged away. Um, those things started falling off. And again, the income, you know, once you once you get rid of those debts, you start to see um how much money you're actually making and put yourself on a budget of how much to spend um and you just have your essentials your groceries your your gas um your your housing if you have if if necessary um in my case it wasn't necessary because i was uh, placed in housing and i was still given a housing housing allowance so that would allow me to pay off the debt quicker as well so i mean we listed listed the debt from smallest to largest and just started plucking away first was first off the list was a a $7,000 student loan, then I had a, a credit card that was about $10,000, then another student loan that was about 13000 another credit card that was 15000 another student loan that was about 15000 uh, the personal loan that was about 20000 the credit card for another 20000 and oh, I will tell you that once you start paying off this debt, the, the smaller ones are like small victories, right? You pay off a small debt and you're like, yes, this debt is gone, this debt is gone. Once the one, when this process becomes daunting is when you get to the thirty thousand, forty thousand dollar loans, and you're making these big chunks of payments, and it's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you're looking at the, you put five thousand dollars down on a payment on a on a on a loan, and you look at the balance the next three four days, and it's the only, light at the end of the tunnel isn't as bright. It only gets down to twenty five thousand. You're like, man, another. I mean, I literally got to put down another. $25,000 to get rid of this debt and then the monthly payments are extremely high and you, you start questioning is this process even working but I assure you, you it's stay, working stay the course and you know you will be blessed beyond you beyond your expectations once you once you finally get that debt paid off you sold real estate um so some of the things that you'll hear from our podcast is we definitely attempted other businesses before we decided that Real estate is really where our heart is. It's something that we're passionate about. We both enjoy the excitement of real estate investing from start to finish. So finding the house, dreaming about the renovation, gutting the house, um, picking out all the tile, all the flooring, all those good things and thinking about putting a tenant in there. And honestly, um, as we grow with this, realizing the impact that we're having on the communities that we're investing in and how we, you know, at least for me, I know I dream about like, how can you continue to have a positive impact on these communities? Um, but before real estate, um, you know, I went and investing with my sister, but essentially, uh, I was a LuLaRoe investor. So anyone out there who knows about LuLaRoe, um, essentially one of those things where you know a mentor brings you in they get a percentage of your sales and then while you're selling your merchandise you're also trying to recruit other people to come underneath you and then everyone's making money off of all these other people essentially you know we came into that particular business basically once the wave was too hot 
Um, but luckily there was an out and as soon as, as soon as it was presented, um, we decided that, okay, this is no longer for us. Um, and this is when the company was buying back the merchandise. So that enabled us to, and it was myself, my sister-in-law and my sister, it enabled us to basically pay off, uh, the credit card debt that we had. So at that time we had about $6,000 worth of credit card debt, um, associated with that business. Um, so once we returned all the merchandise and got that check, I took all that money and paid that credit card off. Um, in addition to that, I had, um, I would say it looks like I'm looking at all my records now, um, about $37,000 worth of credit card debt. And so essentially that was spread out between three other credit cards. And what I did was again, snowball, um, the snowball method, which was paying off the smallest credit card and then taking the money that I had used to pay towards that credit card and apply it to the next debt until, you know, my credit card debt was paid off. Um, and in that too, so you guys we kind of laugh at the church building fund. So the church building fund was almost $5,000 that I had committed to providing to this church. Um, and it's really my parents' church. And, you know, this was one of those things where, you know, families can pull on your heartstrings. And at the time when I committed to this church building fund, you know, I was making decent money and, you know, my parents being good members of their church said, hey, you know, you, you know, not that I was a member of the church, but our church is having this building fund. I'd love you to help commit. And it wasn't just me. They were asking my sister. Um, I'm not sure if they asked my brother, but they definitely asked us to, you know, pledge some money to a church that neither of us uh, attended. Um, and you'll hear more about this. I was raised Catholic. Um, am not a practicing Catholic at this point. Um, you know, I think Jay and I definitely you know, we're spiritual. We believe we don't have a church family at this point. And it's not because it's not a priority. I think, you know, part of our journey now as a newly married couple is going to be defining where do we see our relationship with the church, a church eventually. Um, but given our lifestyle of traveling, I think we definitely focus on making sure our house has a spiritual foundation, which includes prayer and knowing that our kid understands who God is um, and kind of rethinking the way we believe in our spiritual faith. But nonetheless, 4,500, essentially what happened was, you know, it wasn't the church that I attended. Um, it took a lot of talking from Jay to say, why are you paying this debt? Why are you keeping, you need to just tell them that, hey, look, you know, this is not something that's affordable for me anymore and walk away from that debt. Um, I dragged my feet with that email, but after a couple of conversations, it did finally sink in that, you know, yes, I could add this to the debt snowball, or I could be honest with myself and say, look, this isn't a church that I attend um, as much as it's nice to be able to contribute and give back, because that's something that Dave Ramsey is big on. We weren't in a position, or at least I wasn't in a position to give back 4500 to a debt that really I had no obligation to pay other than unfortunately signing up initially to pay that debt. 
Um, so I simply send a message to the church to let them know that, you know, my circumstances has changed. And unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to help contribute to their church fund, uh, building fund. So I had, a, as far as businesses, I had a, a logistics business and a, fed, and a contract with a uh, large logistics, um, logistics company um, that failed miserably. It was successful for about six months and it <laughs> failed miserably. And that left me with, uh, why is she laughing? I'm <laughs> laughing because you're like, failed me. From every failure, you know, you learn something. And so. I guess I'm being a little dramatic as far as yeah. failed miserably. It wasn't miserably. <laughs> but it did leave me with a debt of $75,000 and also an IRS edit, uh, audit, excuse me, of $24,000. Um, so that was a, a large chunk of that debt. And. What happened with that is, thankfully, I had a good account. I still have I had a good accountant at that time that was able to get rid of that tax audit, so that cost me um, nothing. So I was able to um, able to take that twenty four thousand dollars off the debt snowball. But the the business itself, um, the seventy five thousand that was owning the business, was slowly paid off and put onto the, the debt snowball as put onto the debt snowball as well. Um, rethinking commitments a big part of of that was actually deciding whether or not i'm going to stay in the dc metro area for for the next three years or or take the opportunity that i had to go go live in the midwest uh, where the cost of living was much cheaper i didn't know at the time it was going to be in the midwest i just took a gamble Um, (laughs) it started off in the south started out started out in louisiana for about six months and then thankfully it moved from louisiana to the midwest in the Midwest and to a much lower cost of living and and I lived there for the past lived there for approximately three years and and that catapulted the snowball the snowball journey um, credit cards I, I mentioned um, and I I was and still am big on being able to use credit cards to my advantage I was never the type to be reckless with credit cards I was reckless I can own it um, I was the type to, I am still am the type to pay attention to interest rates, um, any uh, offers or benefits. And I've never had too many credit cards. I've always kept it to two or three credit cards. So I was never really reckless with credit card debt. Um, any any credit card debt that I used, it was never for anything like shopping or um, anything lavish. It was more for um, investing purposes. Um, so, and, and as, you know, this all my debt this is pretty much a theme. It all ties back into real estate, which we mentioned that we both love. Um, so that's why it was so hard to sell that first, sell that first property in the um, in the D.C. area. It was much easier to sell the ones that I had in New Jersey, um, simply because I I was not in the area anymore and they they weren't as profitable. But the one in the 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 D.C. area was extremely profitable, and to this day, kind of still regret that you know I had to take that property off off our hands. Yeah, and so as Jay discussed, we made some hard decisions to leave the D.C. area. Um, I know for me, it was extremely difficult to make the decision to leave because um, at the time I had an assignment and, you know, part of our processing was I was super excited to take uh, our son overseas again. And unfortunately, um, it didn't work out that he could join me the first year. And so I had a pivotal decision to make that I could have stayed in DC, which 
you know, everyone would have understood work, Jay, everyone, um, without wanting to leave our son behind. But I also knew making the sacrifice of going overseas would allow me to um, increase my income because I wouldn't have rent to pay um, or any other debt. And so the intensity of being able to pay off debt uh, at that time made the sacrifice of going abroad uh, worth it uh, to reach this goal that we had set for ourselves. Um, but it was difficult uh, to make that decision at the time. And so again, I had student uh, credit card debt and my largest chunk of debt was about $81,000 worth of student. Yeah. yeah. A house, <laughs> depending on where you invest at, maybe two houses of uh, student loan debt for my undergraduate degree. Um, but I can remember that particular relationship I had with that debt was disheartening. Like when I first graduated from college, realizing how much that payment was and my dad literally sitting me down saying, look, your student loan is like your first investment. That's like your first house. And you should be thankful that you're able to pay your student loan while still paying your cost of living. That doesn't make your heart hurt any less when you write a check for like almost $1,000 to something that you can't see other than a piece of paper. Granted, that piece of paper gave me the opportunity to put me in the job that I am in today, which I'm super thankful for. But outside of that, um, it was extremely difficult uh, to realize I had a huge chunk of money and student loan debt. Um, but overall, that is the start of our debt-free journey. Um, and we're looking forward to you tuning in um, to our future episodes where we're going to talk about where do we stand today with debt? Where are we at now with debt, Jay? Uh, we are. <laughs> well, I would say we're in a really good place. We're in a really good place, and um, now we're definitely smarter about that. And the decisions we did, our decision making process, is uh, much more elaborate and, and calculated than it was in the past. And we definitely have a newfound respect for debt. You know, you just get to a place in life, especially once you see how much money you have coming in and how many bills that you have to pay once you get to a place where you're just like oh all we have to do is pay rent oh there's all this extra money sitting in the bank that you really never want to go back to having so many bills to have to pay that are unnecessary so i would say i'm definitely at a place where i want to avoid unnecessary debt i think the critical point for us was when we realized we made life decisions based on the amount of debt that we had um you know sorry <laughs> based on the amount of debt that we had hence me meaning the the decisions we made whether to take a job overseas because we have to do it because we have this much amount of debt that we need to pay off or having to leave my current job and take the active duty assignment because you know this would help pay off debt having to leave a child behind because you have so much debt that you want to be able to get you know, ahead of it. So I think we both will assure you that um, that breathing room that you gained from not having the freedom, um, not having the, the debt around your neck, around your, yeah, your, your, off your you back, know, off your back, out your mental and out your mental state was, you know, it's very beneficial. And, you know, it's a lot of breathing room and, and a very stress free life when you are. Um, it will definitely add years to your life when you get rid of get rid of debt. Um, 
again, not telling you, not telling anyone to follow the Dave Ramsey method specifically, but um, it's important is if you want to be an investor or if you don't want to be an investor, you just want to be a regular guy and just enjoy the fruits of, of your labor. Right. Whether that, that those fruits are coming uh, a six-figure income or a, a smaller income, you will still want to be able to enjoy it and be able to um, deal with emergencies that come up. Um, like it. now, think of how many people who you're in a really tight spot, unfortunately, based upon the pandemic. Like, you know, we know have friends who, you know, People have lost jobs, and you know that could put you in a really uncomfortable position. Yeah, no, you never really want to have to make a decision that affects you or your family, um, based on the amount of debt that you owe to um, some company that doesn't know you. So, um, you know, we def that our debt-free journey was uh, definitely important to how we, you know, how how we've been dealing with our relationship thus far and how we continue to tackle our relationship and our relationship with debt. Yeah. So we would like to thank you for tuning in this week for our second episode on the Blended Creole podcast. Uh, we're looking forward to sharing more with you about our journey with family, finances, investing in debt, and we hope you tune in next week. Please be sure to subscribe and tune in next week to hear more.